welcome to Conversations with the Legal Academy, a podcast from the University of Arkansas School of Law. My name is Brian Gallini. On this episode, Fidel Calero, Manager of Education Services for the Access Lex Institute Southwest Territory, discusses financing legal education. The University of Arkansas School of Law has partnered with the nonprofit organization to help students graduate with less law school debt. Calero was on campus in October of 2018 to launch the partnership and give a presentation to students on financial planning. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome to the University of Arkansas. Thank you. Glad to be here. So you just talked with our 1Ls about Access Lex and opportunities for them to manage their finances with law school. Will you tell us a little bit about what you told them? Well, I mean, we're here to support the school. um, And it's not just the school. It's across the country, our efforts to create financially savvy students. So once they graduate, they're not worried about or bogged down with their debt. Essentially, the company created the program, Max, to support those efforts. And uh, we're ready to be here for what they need. We have folks on the line waiting for them to call. Uh, We have an online platform ready for them to utilize it. Uh, We have scholarship incentives. We have materials for the campus to spread the word. And we're just excited to be here and supporting the University of Arkansas. Great. So Access Lex has been around a long time, since the 80s, right? Yes, we have. Okay. But Max, this new, this program is a new one. It is. It's a new program. It was created basically uh, with the need that was the market was showing. Uh, We're a nonprofit. Uh, It costs the school nothing. Uh, There is no, no fees or anything like that for the students as well. That's a load off of some people's mind, particularly some stressed out law students. Definitely. And even staff members. I I mean, we're here to support whatever questionings that that may come with regards to finances. I mean, we have folks on the team that are law graduates, uh, have their JDs, some uh, their licensed attorneys. Um, We also have folks that have a Ph.D., uh, EDDs. And the biggest thing and most important aspect of everything is it's not just the experience the counselors have and my team has, it's also the fact that we're all accredited financial counselors. That's unique. It is. So just so I can understand it and the listeners can understand it, so it's kind of a a three-part thing, right? You have the modules, you have one-on-one counseling if you need it. Correct. And there's a third part too. We have the online platform. Okay. Okay. So they have access to the platform, which has lessons uh, that they're available for them from their various years. So we have, like right now, we just spoke to the 1Ls, right? First year law students excited about the program. So we have targeted messaging that's to them to actually start uncovering and changing maybe that thought process of within their finances. So they make proper decisions now to become financially savvy by the time they're graduating. Okay. So we have those online modules that are available for them to finish. They could be 15, 20-minute long modules, depending. They can save it. Uh, we also have them the ability to material that we're creating continually, so the site is continually changing. The content itself is continually changing. Could you tell us some examples of what kind of modules they would look yep. at? Yeah, they have. we have credit module. They're looking at how to create a, a, um, a financial plan. We have uh, modules that talk about every aspect of finances from even their bar loan, let's say, or, or just the repayment aspect of it uh, to their pre-planning for retirement. 
Wow. We have everything on there, and we're continually building. I was looking at the website, and one of the testimonials on there was from a 1L, I think from Michigan State, who wrote about how she had set up a savings account for her bar fees and how from... As a 1L, she was going to start putting birthday money or if she wins a moot court competition, just start putting that money into that savings account. So even if even if it doesn't cover all of it, she'll at least have her bar fees partially paid for by the time she's done. Correct. And that's just a proactive thinking that we want students to make. I mean, some folks may be able to afford saving $500 a month. But that's not where we're going. I mean, if you can do it, fantastic. But if you can save $10 a week, a mm -hmm. month, it's something to curb the finance aspect of it. Remember that in like anything that we do in life, it's all about behavior as well. So as we change our behavior, whether it's saving a dollar a week, then you'll start periodically saying, you know what, I can make an additional change here. And then that becomes $15, then $20, then maybe $100. At the end of the day, what is that particular saving doing? going to curb some type of big expense in the future. And the case for law students is living expenses while studying for their two-month period after they're done with law school. Yeah. Maybe it may mean uh, affording that particular bar program that they're going to have to take in order to prepare them for the bar exam as well. Or even maybe best case scenario is I don't need to borrow all this money, right. I can actually pay this, and I'm not going to accept the full financial aid award given to me. That's, that's great knowledge for not just law students, but any, any student, any human, really, to, to start learning. It's applicable to all areas. We're just focused on our most important aspect, which is law students itself. The program was created for law students, for law graduates, and that's our focus. And you're in, you have accounts with several schools at this point, correct? Correct. We're all over the country. Right now we have over 180 schools signed oh up to goodness. the program itself. I, I, wish I, I wish we had all of them because there's no reason why right. it should not be in, in other campuses to spread this knowledge. Because yeah, um, like you said, you're a nonprofit. It's a free service. Agreed. How? <laughs> How is it a free service? And that's, and that's a key question, and that's something that a lot of folks actually question. It's a, it's a very good question that you're asking. You have to understand that the, the company itself uh, was a lender in the past. Okay. So uh, the, obviously there's profit that was made, or, or you could say money that, that were made during the time, right? Essentially, when the market was consolidated by the federal government, we figured, hey, we, we need to know what do we do next? Mm -hmm. What do we do? as a company. And obviously we said, you know, we have the knowledge in finances. Uh, we can serve this need, this niche. Let's do it. Obviously, folks may ask themselves, so how is this even possible? Right. Right. Like, how how are you doing it? Yeah, the business well, the, the business model doesn't. Correct. Seem but to it, but it does. If you think about interest being made on money. OK. Which yeah. that interest in that money is essentially being given back. OK. That does make sense. So. We talked about this a minute ago, that Max program is new. How new is it? We're talking about the last two years. Okay. Correct. So the 1Ls you started with at the very beginning are going into their 3L? The year? 1Ls that we started are actually in their 2L year. In their 2L year. Correct. Okay. So the next two years are going to be really interesting to see what kind of impact it Correct. makes. 
And I mean, uh, it's theory, a theory. We don't track individual accounts or anything like that because it's more in a macro level. So we're tracking class-wise in the sense of saying what lessons uh, has, has the class actually done, what impact eventually in the future could it have. It's That's the biggest question in the industry, period. Yeah. If I had the answer... I wouldn't be here, maybe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the reality is that's a key question, like behavior change, right? right? How can you quantify it? How can you actually show it? And that's our goal as well. So hopefully it may mean one student makes a de- financial decision, mm-hmm. but at least we've impacted that one student to essentially make that proper decision. We have, just like you mentioned, the student from Michigan State uh, saying that we, I mean, comp- obviously it's pretty hard to get that type of feedback on, in right, but we get that feedback in person. We're like, listen, you've, they've told me personally, I mean, I love that strategy. Somebody just told me right now, I mean, uh, you guys are doing something great, something like like the Dave Ramseys or the financial gurus have been thinking about, but they haven't been able to quantify it or put it in a platform itself for schools to utilize, and in particularly for free. Did anything, when you spoke to our first years just now, did anything strike you? Did they have any interesting different questions or they actually they i mean the four or five folks that approached me afterwards because obviously everybody was on their way to do their various right. things on <laughs> campus uh, they were very impressed with the content of it good they were very impressed with the resources available they were very interested obviously in the scholarship component of it mm-hmm. and i mean they were very they were thankful they actually asked me when i was coming back to do a presentation and i i told them listen we have webinars uh, throughout your years we're going to be with you guys even when you graduate, you're going to have access to us. You can contact us. But your first line is always the school. Mm-hmm. We always want to make sure we're an enhancement to what the school is offering. So how did you get into this line of work? You have your JD. You went to law school. I'm sure this wasn't what you – if someone had asked you your first year what you were going to do, this wouldn't have been your answer. Oh, actually, I was already in the industry in my first year of law school. I've always okay. worked through law school. I went part-time to law school, and I was a full-time I was employed, and I worked in the student loan industry. I've been okay. in the industry probably over 15 years and traveling throughout the country. I, I previously worked for a guarantee agency, essentially in the lending industry. Mm-hmm. And as the industry has changed, so have I. My passion has been the student's it always has been. Uh, my passion is curbing people's finances. Essentially, it's one of the areas that I believe in life can influence you positively or negatively depending on how you manage your money. And it's one of the most critical aspects of anything. So even if I make an impact with one law student, essentially that may mean his practice becomes successful later on when he graduates or 10 years down the line. But it has always been my passion. And I'm glad that I'm here with you right now. Well, that's great. I think a lot of people get so nervous around finances and thinking about money. And one of the things that struck me as you were speaking to them was this is a skill. This is a skill you learn like any other skill. You practice like any other thing you're learning. And you you aren't born knowing it, but you have facility to teach these students this skill, this life skill. And it's just, it's, and what it's greater, going forward thinking. And, and for me, it's what greater way as a law graduate, as a licensed attorney, to bring that to the folks that I know need it. Nothing is guaranteed. Um, obviously, when you're born or you know, parents may see you and say, oh, she's going to be a doctor. Or <laughs> she's going to be a lawyer or an astronaut or whatever it is. But at the end of the day, it's are you happy in your life? So does 
debt make you happy? Is it influencing something? I just want people to explore their passions and have that work-life balance and just enjoy life as a whole. And and one key aspect of it has to do with that skill set that you were talking about. It may seem logical to the regular folk or, oh yeah, I know how to save. But the reality is it takes it's a skill set that you need to practice in. Mm-hmm. Yes, you budget. Fantastic. How do you budget? How often do you look at that budget? What is it that you're looking at that budget? I mean, I can influence my budget in a positive or negative way just because of what I like. Right. But am I making sacrifices? Am I actually looking at the return on investment and in whatever it is I'm buying? Mm-hmm. We don't sit in our tables. We don't discuss, hey, Charlie, how was your return on investment in that iPhone that you just bought. <laughs> we don't talk about those things. So uh, that's where my passion is. That's why I want to teach it. I want to ingrain it. I'm going to follow these students throughout their uh, law career and, and essentially after if they want our help. I think one of the gifts this training is that, so the University of Arkansas School of Law has been among the top 10 best value law schools for several years now. And one of the things one of the reasons we take pride in that is because when our students finish, they have more freedom to do whatever they want to do. They don't have to take whatever job comes along just to pay the debt. If they want to go into public service, they can. And I think this program opens that up even more, not just here, but everywhere else. Correct. And I'm, and that's why, I mean, it was important. We had the, you saw the feedback, you heard the feedback from the students and their experiences and those that actually started opening up. They were, you know, actually thinking about, wow, you know what? I, I actually do need to go look at the Bureau of Labor Statistics in that particular area of law. Wow, I actually do need to read my master promissory note to understand my rights and responsibilities mm-hmm. in this loan. Wow, I should watch what I'm buying. So it's these various things that, at the end, they approach me with that, and I hope they do take full advantage of the program itself. Oh, great. We were talking about it being a, f- a free service. Yes. They need to sign up, correct? Correct. And they do that... I understand at www.accesslex.org slash maxonline. Correct. All right. And so on that page, there's a register and sign in. If you hit register, it just takes you through everything. Very easy, very seamless. First name, last name, email address, what year are you in in your law school? And that's about it. Then you're signing up. You can Once you go in there, uh, you can start doing the lessons. If you attended the actual session itself today, they were given a code for attending the financial planning for law students, which was GPS exclamation point, <laughs> uh, once they do the survey. But then they'll have access to the max coaches, which essentially my team itself. Okay. Uh, they'll see our pictures and their names and also experiences and who they may feel more comfortable speaking to and see our calendar and set that up, we get a trigger on our end, and essentially we talk to you. Wow. Yep. So it's really like having a personal coach. It is. It's a personal financial coach that they have. So if they sign in at a time where they really need to know something and their coach isn't available, do they just find someone who is? And Correct. Okay. Correct. Oh, that's great. I don't have any more questions. And I really appreciate your time. (laughs) I look forward to continually work with the university and grow the program. Thank you for your time. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Music for Conversations with the Legal Academy was written and performed by Josh Woodward. To keep up with us between episodes, 
follow the University of Arkansas School of Law on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching for UARC Law. That's U-A-R-K-L-A-W. Thank you for listening.